0: my best 11 podcast today we are joined by the second most powerful man according to billboard in uh, the music industry um ceo of sony music entertainment but most importantly or second most important sorry director of luton town but most importantly according to marvin he was born in aylesbury today we are joined by rob stringer cbe how are you rob
1: all right chaps not bad thank you
0: was that 7 the right a.m. order. Morning. Was that the right 7 order? Seven a.m.
1: in the morning here. You've woke me up. Marvin's all perky and cheerful, and I'm half asleep, but but nice to see Rob, you.
2: Well, both. let's just make sure that everyone understands Rob and I are on the same time frame. And yes, Rob is a little bit like but like, yeah. I'm up. I was up at six.
1: Yeah, I know. You're such a tigger, and I'm more like <laughs> evil. Perfect. Perfect for um, you, Marv, as long as you're happy.
0: Marvin, Aylesbury. Yes. Yes. For um, both of you really, for the for the foreign listeners, tell us your memories or tell us a bit about Aylesbury. I mean, I, did you two get up to mischief? Because when it when I said that right at the end, most importantly, both of your faces lit up. It was absolutely brilliant. Well, <laughs> I don't know if Rob remember. I mean, I could because
2: Rob always says about my memory being not the best, but I remember playing, I think it was Warsaw away and after the game, I think we got beat and Rob sort of like came up to me and introduced himself and said, hey, um, I'm, a, I'm a director of Luton Town, but we've got something else in common. And I said, what's that? And he said, um, I believe you grew up in Ellsbury. He said, I did as well. Is that right, Rob? Do you think? Was that? Yeah, was that-
1: I mean, I, 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 I can't remember what game it was, Mark. You've got an unbelievable memory. Okay. we sort of I mean, probably lost also. as well. In fact, I think we did lose at that game. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I think... I played for Bedgrove Dynamos. That's right. Um, Bedgrove. And the, the reason I support Luton is because the bloke who used to be our coach, he was a great bloke called Steve Carter. He was he was he, he was the manager of Bedgrove Dynamos under twelves and he took us all to Luton. Um oh. and you played for Lake, didn't you, Marv? Is that right? No. You know, um, you for?
2: Bearbrook, Bearbrook Rangers.
1: Bearbrook. Yeah, yeah, Bearbrook Rangers. Well, I, I played for Beargrove Dynamos for about five That's years right. and um in the Ellsbury League massive league actually look at all the professional football actually the player that there was a professional football player did play for Stott lake who used to play against us you probably remember Marv was charlie palmer do you remember him
2: yeah he went to that yellow yeah. team didn't
1: he yeah yeah, he went to watford he played for notts county i think but he played he That's... played in the same he played the same time as i played but it was um, uh, Did he? yeah yeah and you know it wasn't a, it wasn't you know wasn't a sort of huge buzz in town, Andrew, but you know, it was like, you know, I, I lived on a um, I lived on Bedgrove and um yeah, I'd lived there until I was like 20, I think, something like that.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So two local lads and being born from Luton myself. And now look how far we spread. Look how <laughs> yeah. far we've look how far we've come. But we're here to talk about your passion for Luton and the best Luton team you have ever seen with your eyes. Um, okay. now. Whenever we have fans on, we leave it entirely open to interpretation. So how have you interpreted or for the guests at home um, or in the car or wherever they are, how have you interpreted um, or how are you going about this with Luton?
1: Um, well, actually, I, I, I'd like to say that I, I I could say I thought it was going to be harder than it was. And then I started, I got me... Uh... I got my Roger wash, wash book out there to just, to just to go over a bit of facts and figures because I'm a bit of a train spotter. And, and then I actually it sort of panned out okay. Although I think I'm playing an extremely sort of pleat esque attacking team. So we're we're probably gonna win games like eight four or something like that. So you know it's it, it's a bit of a it's a bit over attack this team because there was a couple of players who didn't want to leave out, you know. So so you know, if I'm allowed a sub, I think i if we were like Seven four up halfway through the first second half. I think mm. I'd need to, to bring on a defensive midfield player because it's a very attacking team. This but then again, Luton were always attacking teams, you know, in the late 80s, early night, in you know it's particularly in the late 70s, early 80s. We were we were a very attacking team, you know. So so I think it befits the era really.
0: Excellent. So we're going
1: from uh,
0: um early 70s all the way through to today. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, ish. <laughs>
0: ish well we'll find out we'll find out that that's a that's a ballpark for everyone okay that's the most important thing um now you're going to go through um, a number of these you said that number of players and, and things like that is there any other rules you put in place i know simon pitts had a certain number of games or you had to i know um you had to see them with your own two eyes or what the what the rules as well you put into there
1: well, no, listen, I'm, I'm old. I mean, I'm you know, I just turned 60. So I've seen all these players play. I mean, it's like I've supported Luton since 73. So, so. um And have you on your though,
0: best team or yeah. fondest team in your heart or um, your head?
1: I, I think this is, a. I think this is the, I think this is the best team. As I said, with a bit of a, with a bit of a stretch on defensive duties in midfield. So to, to be an attacking team, but I think this is the best team. I mean, I've got, you know I worked out backups and and yeah for the most part I didn't have somebody who'd only played like 15 games or something because I because I didn't think that should count really but this team has played a ton of games for Luton you know Excellent. so so I think it befits the uh befits the criteria hopefully
0: fantastic well we'll jump straight in and um, so formation you said attacking are we going one one eight or what are we going?
1: Um we're going uh four three three that's what we're doing. Four, so, three.
0: Excellent. We'll oh, jump straight in.
1: Just by the way, someone did tell me that an American owner of a football club was talking about going 4-4-3 four, four, until it was pointed out that that was actually playing 12. So that was that's quite good. So I think that's the new people in charge of football clubs. It's like asking about a 4-4-3 four, four, formation. I can't do that. 12 people, that would be unfair. Or oh, you're
0: playing rush goalie.
1: You play, yeah, exactly. You're that good. You're playing rough goalie. Brilliant.
0: <laughs> Excellent. So goalkeeper, while we're on goalie, let's go for goalies. Now, um, clues as you go, please, Rob, yeah. for our listeners. Okay.
1: Well, I, I don't think you you wouldn't have played with him, Marv, because it was a little bit before your time. But uh, I, And I'll give you an easy clue to start. He's Scottish. Right. You got that?
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep, Do you want to yeah. give another clue for people who don't know at yeah. home because both of us have played, um,
1: but. Yeah, he ad- he advertised. There's a brilliant advert for him advertising. I think plywood bedrooms in the late seventies when he was at Luton. It's a brilliant advert of him and his wife with a sort of bedroom unit made of you oh. know one of those those plywood bedroom units they have to have in the seventies. He's ad- he's advertising that in the Luton program. I think it's a brilliant advert. <laughs>
0: That would be great <laughs> if you could find that, find a copy of that. That would be it immense.
1: Brilliant. It's him and his wife in a suit sort of being shown round. I think we used to be sponsored by someone who used to make, build sort of bedroom and shelving units and stuff. But, but oh. that's, um, that's Susan Gold.
0: And with the greatest respect to him, they picked him?
1: Yeah, they
0: was no, He was quite
1: a random player. He was a good looking lad. No, but, yeah. you know, he, was a, he was a good looking boy. And... Uh, yeah, it was it was one of those. It looked like a it looked like a mid seventies that that's for sure. So it's like so that that's that Susan Gold played about I think he I mean he got injured but he but but he played he played easily 160, 170 games for us. We're talking Jake Finley, we Jake are Mister Jake Finley, <laughs> we are yeah. It, it's an interesting thing with goalkeepers. I was looking obviously I was doing my train spotting. I mean we've had a lot of goalkeepers and Marv would probably back this up. We've had a lot of goalkeepers who were good for about a season and a half, but not that many who played a lot, you know, past a certain era. I mean, obviously, Les Seedy, Les, I think Jake Finley got injured and Les City replaced him. Um, and Jay, Les City played a couple of hundred times, and then there's Kelvin. And But there's a lot of goalkeepers who had, like, a season and a bit. I mean, like, Ian Foyer for one season was brilliant, but, but it right. wasn't much consistent, was he, Marv? You know, same like, with Jürgen. Right?
0: Jürgen, same with Jurgen.
1: Yeah. I thought you know Marlon Beresford was very good in um, in the promotion seasons that Marvin you know was around for but but I think Jake Finley was a Jake Finney was a really really solid chunky solid goalkeeper and you know and and again it was in front of a team that was very exciting.
0: yeah no definitely. so you'd have seen a bit of Jake Finley when you went down to the town um one of the main questions i wanted like to ask you is where do where do you prefer to sit I mean if you weren't a director, and obviously sitting the mostly up in the director's box or do you not sit in the director's box? Um where is your favorite part of the ground and what
1: oh, I mean you know when I'd be, I i would I when I was a kid, you know, we used to go I it was 30 P in the oak road, you know, so I used to stand in the oak road. That got a bit hairy when were in the top leagues because all the you know the fans from London used to come and you know get, you know climb over you have to climb over the fence <laughs> and be on the pitch. So so um so after that um I used to sit for a long period when I first got to know Marvin. I used to sit on the on the on the sort of main stand terraces just in front of the dugout, and and with a bunch of lads from. Who I think some of them still go. there's a couple of guys I still see, who, um, in fact, one of the directors, Bob, used to sit there as well, um, and used to sit on that terrace and give stick to the um, to the bench most of the time their bench occasionally our bench during a, a sort of tough period but um, that's where I used to sit on on the main stand terrace right at sort of the halfway line. great you,
0: for, you forget that the benches used to be that I keep You're on the opposite side yeah on the opposite side I remember lenny once coming across and I sat in that same area as a um, as a kind of teenager and I remember having to bring out the tunnel um thing when lenny was going in because he was getting absolutely think- literally pelted. I think it was Lenny move who moved now. them. I think it was Lenny who moved the benches <laughs> on nothing, the
1: opposite side. I had nothing to do with that, but it was. What's uh, that? But, but, but I had nothing to do with that stick, but I think it was. Um, but I think it was. I think it was Lenny's era. They moved it to the other side because he was getting a load of grief. I can remember Joe Kinnear being a Wimbledon manager, and um, we were giving him stick, and he just turned around and went, "Loads of money, loads of money." <laughs> you know, it's like that was. When we were playing Wimbledon, and they were obviously a really good team then, but it was but but no, it was a great place to sit. That, those plastic seats were cold in the winter. to Sit on those plastic, those pale orange plastic seats. But it was a great, great place to watch the game.
0: Fantastic.
1: Where did you where do you sit, Marv? When when
0: you go back, do you go obviously not just in the director's box, but do you get where Where did you like to sit and watch the games?
2: I mean, I, I used to when I finished playing. didn't I rob because I Rob had um, a box, and so I used to go yeah. um, sit with Rob. And some other um, family members, or with some friends, he invited in, and so that that was really, really like quite interesting because I mean you got such a great view. I mean, with, from those boxes, but that was a long time ago. I mean, yeah, wasn't it? and you have, no, 11, you have to behave.
0: 11, you have to behave, would you Pop's not have 11. to behave, Rob? And from what you said so far, that yeah. isn't one of your preferences at a football game.
1: Um, Rob, I mean, you know, Rob, Rob wouldn't get hit. The, yeah, the on, board Rob, are all very partisan. so so that's a good thing it's a really nice thing you know we're all proper fans all of us so so you know it's 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 still jolly when we score um box 11 one of the players i'm going to pick did did once tell me that he could hear me giving him stick all through the game from box 11 because of course you're on you're on right on the pitch there but um but that that was fun watching in that but those boxes are great to watch the game from they're a fun view but i had that for about i think seven or eight seasons box 11 so there's a there's a Marvin Johnson frame shirt hanging in box eleven Andrew.
0: Oh is there. Is it still yeah. there?
1: Uh, I think I took it. I think I took it. I don't know. I don't know where it is and it's like a think it I think it might be in my house in England somewhere uh, but but it's um no, but it that, 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 that was a great view there. And as I said, one, we'll come on to one of the players who, who who played when I was in box 11 actually.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So we'll move on to defense. Um, left back, right back, whichever. By the
1: way, Marv, Jules is feeding the dogs really quietly in the background, so that it's super, be, Jules. Really, my wife is feeding the dogs, Andrew, in the background. Yeah. So, pinch and punch. First day of the month. There you go. Um oh, right. hey, Trying to be. She's trying to be quiet, feeding the dogs, so that this podcast is incredibly professional, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs>
0: She hasn't heard them then, so clearly. No, exactly.
1: <laughs> she doesn't Marvin too well. She definitely knows what the standard will be like, trust me. <laughs> so defenders, left back, right back. Okay. Well, let's start with right back. Um, again, same era, just a real character, pretty similar perm to, to Jake Finley, actually. I think that's a good enough clue. Asher. Yeah. 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 I mean, Kirk Stevens was just. What a strong player and what a character. I mean, still see him in Ghost of Games now. He's a just a really funny guy. And as you know, he scored the last minute goal at Watford in 1979. Yeah. And we haven't played Watford for, I'm sure other people have brought that up. I mean, other, but we had not played Watford for, whatever it was, 20 years. And he scored that goal and I was there in the away end and it was pandemonium. 29, I think a lot like of 20,000 at the game or whatever. And it was just fantastic. I mean, and he was a really good player. And also in a Watford home game, he elbowed. I I was standing right it, where he was, and he and he and he and he basically knocked a Watford player out when the referee didn't see. There was no no bar in He spoke in those about days.
2: that, didn't he, Andrew, so, when, he, when he was on? Because yeah, I think that's a little bit like to do with Mitchell. Was
0: it something was it Mitchell? I think someone
2: someone was. Someone was getting, someone was getting
0: a bit someone was getting at, yeah. I think it was at Mitchell and he was sticking up for him, yeah, which yeah. was a young kid. And he was
2: saying that, that, that was a little bit out of order. So you saw that, Rob?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was right by it. I remember it. And, uh, I mean, as you said, Mob, you know, you can it's not hard to get him to tell you the story about the Watford, girl, but um, but he's a, <laughs> he's a what a character and and really good, you know, really strong player. And again, you know, as I said, a blonde, curly perm, it was yeah. a bit of a thing, you know, and him and Jake Finley, you could get them muddled up. You know, so but but um but yeah you know, he was and I you know there's obviously we've had good right back Tim Breaker was a really good right back he was really good you know but
2: I, I uh, mean yeah. I, when you gave the clue I, I mean I thought um Justin I thought I thought that, that could have been the one who was in the I mean I'm in the last twenty years I thought I thought he he's been like he's come for the rangs and I thought that's the one you're gonna pick so yeah I'm and and, I, I
1: mean, and fun enough I also because he sort of played part uh, of him as left yeah he played left more than, For Luton, than it was more left right, really yeah because right. Jack Stacey was right and again Jack, I mean, Jack, was, you know, Jack was a great player but the only reason I have got Jack in because obviously you know Jack was playing in League One you know as right. opposed to the championship, or the prep, or, or the, the old Division One—you know—it's like so. So that—that that was the reason I picked him. But I mean, it was—I mean, just for that what for goal alone, you know. You scored against Mar- as well, though, Marv. So you know you. Yes. yes. Exactly. So I, I was there for that game. We drew one-one one that game, didn't we? So
2: one-one. Yes, yeah. One, yeah. it
1: was one-one. Yeah. 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 So. So no, Kirk. Kirk gets the right back spot.
0: Kirk's in right back. So left back. Who is in there?
1: Um, okay, so um, this is my nod to the to the more recent times. I mean, I'll go. This was hard. I mean, Steve Buckley in the seventies was a pile driver. What a player he was, and he could hit a ball like rocket. And he was really, really good. But but and then again, James. It was it was a toss up here between two more modern players. James Justin was fantastic again. League one though. So I went for um, I went for Matt Taylor. I Mark,
2: gonna, oh, we, oh, we, you're not gonna let us guess then oh cheers rob
1: sorry Marvin. sorry Marvin. Actually, yeah, you you sorry I, okay i'm not gonna say <laughs> matt taylor then marvin I'll, I'll stick <laughs> for a yes. i was i'll and that was the one that sorry, I, I thought i was
2: gonna guess that one as well
1: yeah i mean i i mean first of all he was on my side when i was in the box and i did give him he did say that he remembers me shouting. Like pulling him wanker or something, which is I feel terrible about. He was, he was such a good player, Marvin. It's like uh, really good, really,
2: yeah. really good player.
1: Yeah, and young, and and like, and could score a goal, and could get you know, was a really was really a like a modern wing back. Um, and obviously and had to
0: carry on, John Louis as well. Had to yeah. do John Louis defensive work because nobody was yeah, tracking exactly. back on that left.
1: That's right. He played on the same side, and 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 obviously. You know he was, I mean, he went on to big. He played, I think, he, I mean, he's played hundreds of league games, isn't it? Yeah. Like 600 or something. But he was, um, but but he was a flair player, player, but also fullback. And I like it was fun watching him, especially he was on that side tearing up and down. It was just, it was, a, it was, he's an exciting player. So, so you know, I mean, you know, Jay could it was a you know, what fine line between him and James Justin, but but Matt Taylor played, I mean, he played. Well, over 100 games for us as well, I think. So, oh, easily scored, goals. Yeah. scored a few goals as well, Marvs, you know. So,
0: yeah, did well considering he came down, he got relegated, we yeah, were, and as well as then obviously when we bounced back up with Kinnear. Uh, um, yeah,
1: I think he got his chance because of that, Andrew. Fairness, you know, it's like he got his chance because we did go down, you know, so because he was young. I mean, he was like, yeah, I think he was 18 when he started playing that. So, yeah, so. and he
0: spoke on this pod when we had him on here. He openly spoke about how it was how was booted from Oxford. Um, that's right they let, he was a goalkeeper I think or something goalkeeper yes and they kicked Keeper. him out because they said he was too overweight
1: Yeah. I know yeah yeah no I mean and a dead nice lad as well really nice very very,
0: very very nice lad nice yeah. Yeah. awesome so left back is Matty Taylor
1: centre backs it's too easy this and even with Marv on the podcast and you, know, you know I've got Marv in the squad you know but he was I mean, I,
2: listen, I, listen I, I could have made your team but I mean, yeah, uh, I mean he was
1: Huh? I've got mid-period Marv in the squad. <laughs> not, not late period, because he was a bit injured, but mid-period Marv. <laughs> About 90,
0: 97, 96, when he's around yeah, that, that Ipswich in, winner, that Ipswich winner in the... Ipswich winner was the there cup. on
1: the plastic bucket seats for the Ipswich winger. Uh, the <laughs> Ipswich winner, that was amazing. Um, but, the, 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 you know, another perm for the first centre-half, another perm, but perm. great. Was the perm,
0: perm managed by a band? on the, the other one
1: was the per managed by a band by a white headband, tennis headband. headband, headband, oh yeah, headband? Yeah. I thought yeah. I thought you, I thought you yeah. backed the music biz. I thought managed by a band. <laughs> yes, you went, managed by you. <laughs> what, managed by Slade. I thought what it was <laughs> like what um, <laughs> um, Fozzie, Fozzie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you've got to have him in it because he was the captain of the, you know, the, one of the greatest days of my life, and you know, he was a he was really a. I mean, you know, as you know, I'm sure lots of people have said on this on this podcast before. You know, that's when we had players who were internationals. You know, it was like England internationals, and you and, know, Fozzy was amazing. I mean, just that era was amazing. I mean, so he has to be in it. I mean, the backup on that side, I had. um, I thought Paul Elliott was a great player. I mean, you know, he didn't play. You know, because he went quite good, Charlton to us, and then went upward. But he was a really good player, Marv, and then and and Curtis Davis, who you yeah. who you sort of nurtured. I mean, Curtis Davis was in that season a bit for us, he was amazing, you know, but, but, but it has to be Foster because of the history, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever spoken to him much about uh, those days? And No, I mean, some of uh, you know, obviously as we go through, there's a couple of members of the team. I have a lot, but, uh, but, I, but, 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 uh, you know, I've never really spent much time with Steve Foster because, because I think he's, you know, he doesn't really come. I mean, you, you know him really well, Marvin. I mean, it's like, yeah. he's a, I'm, I'm sure he's a great Great right, lad, bloke, but I don't. I don't really, you know. I've never really spent much time, and I've always just been a fan, which is which is good sometimes, you know. Yeah. He's
2: a very, he's a very quiet, a very quiet man, which is surprising. I mean, yeah. and very um, reserved and like not out there sort of thing. A personality.
1: Exactly,
2: no, no, no. So I mean, it, I mean, a very big, great leader, and um, as a as a man, but like once, I mean, you go behind, and it's like off the scenes he's like even when i talk to him every now and then here it's like he's just very softly spoken and is it's just fuzzy i mean he, he, yeah. he is a great man
0: yeah fantastic um pop us the book back in rob um that you used as your your bible or your go-to
1: well that's i mean roger wash is that is like the luton club you know and i know we've got simon stato Pitts, who's a great 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 chap as well he does the commentary but Roger does does all the stuff in the program and I um when I see him most games because he sits quite near the director's box he's a good guy and I'm I'm sort of I sort of helped out a little bit with Hatter's Heritage which they're involved with you know which is a really good thing because he's documenting the past so that future generations can know all that stuff and uh he's a really really nice chap and obviously knows ton and has written three or four books about Luton as well I mean he knows he knows tons about Luton so so I, I did have to just to check that I wasn't I wasn't missing anybody out. I did look at that book for a bit, you know, just to make sure that I hadn't forgotten somebody. But I don't think I'd.
0: Um, the reason I was asking was I'm intrigued. Obviously, the industry you're in, in music industry, mm. um, who which which artist or person you work with um, is the one that's the weirdest one you didn't think would have heard of Luton, but have.
1: Oh, I mean, I, it's weird now. I mean, most people know. It's very strange now. Most people know I support Luton. You know, I mean, so, so. But are there it, any
0: kind of big stars that go?
1: Oh yeah, Luton. I've heard of them.
0: Yeah, the, yeah.
1: I think I think the the big biggest thing was when David Bowie wrote a thing about me, and he put Luton in it, and it was really made me. I mean, first of all, you know, to work with him was like it's just. People say you shouldn't meet your heroes, but he was just amazing, just amazing. And he wrote a like a, 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 a for some award thing I got, and he wrote a a, a a tribute thing, and he put Luton in it, and it was just funny as fuck. I mean, it's like, and you're just going, "Oh my god!" You know, I think you know that was around 2000, maybe 2011, 2012. Well, maybe a little bit later than that, but but he put that thing in Luton in in a, in a reference, and it's like, wow, you know, because. You know, I have a reference point with David Bowie as, I mean, Marvin was a bit young for this, but because of Ellsbury, because David Bowie is so closely associated with Ellsbury, that, that to have your life come full circle and have David Bowie reference Luton in terms of that, when you were growing up in Ellsbury, David Bowie was like a figurehead for everything that was great about music. So, So that's hard to beat that really. You know, in my generation, you know, I, I was young, just about young enough to remember the Beatles when I was really little on the radio. But for my generation, David Bowie was the trailblazer. You know, so so to have David Bowie reference Luton is a bit odd, and you know, great. So.
0: Fantastic, fantastic! Do you leave that book around the place just to see who picks up on it? Yeah, or leave? I remember.
1: Do you know? What? I remember the quote. I mean, it's like it got read out to me. You know, when I was on. Um, actually, it was late in that. It was in the two thousand teens, but it was. But it was. It was read out to me, and I was like, "Oh my god, I should just retire now. Just stop off." Uh,
0: excellent! Did you get over to Luton much to watch the games?
1: Yeah. No. No. I all the time. Yeah. yeah mark pretends it's like still like 1912 engine you have to get like the titanic to come back to england but but, yeah i mean they're like you know from new york you know planes are like buses there's a lot of seven flights a day so i come back quite a lot i mean i try and come back when i can do a three game week so saturday tuesday saturday or saturday wednesday saturday but you know if there's key games i'll fly back just for a day i mean you know i was i was back for the for the playoff games against Huddersfield home and away. And, and I came back for the, and I was there for the last game of the season against Reading when we had. To, so yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm used to it. I mean, it, it's, it's not bad from New York. It's, you know, to get to London, it's only, as you know, it's only six hours. So it's not Australia, that's for sure. No. It's like, it's easier <laughs> to get, it's although Stephen Brown, our director is in Australia quite a lot and he comes back quite a lot to see Newton. So, so, I mean, I, it, 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 it's, I'm like, I'm more excited than ever i mean you know it doesn't it's not less i used to be very excited when i was 11 years old and i'm i'm no less as much knows. i'm no less excited now to go again than when i was in fact it's the same you sort of dip a bit sometimes in your life when you're in your 20s and you're running around or you might have a hangover or something but but i'm as excited to go now as when i was a kid it's it's, it's so so yeah i go quite i mean i you know i'm i'm not good i'm i'm due back, I think, in the beginning of October. Then I'll go at the end of October and I'll be back for Christmas and see probably three games at Christmas. So. Yeah.
0: So just, so, do you put the... So the you know that when Luton send out the email and says sync calendar, you put that in and the PA works around the meetings? Oh, yeah. You know,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm on it, trying to, work out, I'm on it yes. trying to work out combos. I mean, <laughs> I'm absolutely trying to work out when I can justify being in England and then I'm looking to see if someone's playing somewhere in London and I can, you know justified being in england at that time period and and it was actually I, i've got a we've got we're, we're bringing everybody in from around the world and in three weeks um because we haven't had to put everybody together in the same place for three years because of obviously because the pandemic and um it's two home games on that saturday and tuesday and, oh. <sighs>
0: there's a shame <laughs> oh. and what day's the really meeting fine. on three o'clock on the saturday yeah oh
1: well um, no, uh, no and, and, I, and I'm gonna to have to have the game on my phone when I'm talking nonsense to people, yeah, on the Tuesday. yeah, so yeah, yeah brilliant.
0: So we get back to football, Fozzie mm-hmm. and Northern Irishman,
1: the other, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, yeah. you know, a bit of a perm at some point, everybody had perms in, in that era, Marvin at a sort of sort of perm um I did you um, did a, lot, a massive afro perm um and um and, and he had a perm at one point but again I guess Marvin another quiet one I mean Mal Donaghy was you know I mean he was an incredible player I mean you look at I mean obviously I you guys know you loads of people I'm sure with <clears> Mal but 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 look at the number of games he played as well another one who's like yeah. 60 good games and and he was he was fantastic. I mean, fantastic player, and obviously a great player with with uh, Steve. You know, played longer than Steve for us, but but you know, he was he was an amazing player. What a, what a career he had!
0: Well, yeah, and then to play for the clubs he played for as well. With and I know we all love Luton here, but to also play for United and Chelsea,
1: Chelsea, yeah, it's just yeah. It, it's incredible. <clears throat> I've got my backup as Marvi here. You know, just said, squad player. Um, and uh, <laughs>
2: oh, I, I, I actually broke into the team originally yeah. because, of. I mean, I look back now in my career. I mean, like you said, Fozzie, unbelievable leader and the captain and the player. Mao, Northern Ireland International and Mr. Consistent. I mean, when when he obviously left to go to Manchester United, it was like, well, Ray Hartford, God bless him, said, look, I'm not going to, Go out and purchase someone. I'm going to give you the opportunity. I and mean, then, at the time, I mean, very grateful. But it was the first division, which is now the English Premier League. It was for an 18 or 19 year old to 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 come up and hold a place down. It was like very difficult for me. And I mean, I'm I'm very grateful for the career I had at Luton. But I look back now and think it was impossible for me to be like to come into that team and be able to establish myself as a player for forever more. So I mean, I'm very grateful to. to who to, to, mentored
1: you in that defence then, Marv? Who, who who was your mentor when you were 18 years old at the club?
2: I mean, I think it was Fozzie. I mean, Fozzie was the one. I mean, I, I mean, I gravitate to Fozzie because, like, he he it ne- was a very very good footballer, and uh, not everyone saw that. You know, I mean, technically he was like really really good, but he just did the the simple things. He didn't like. Dribble, I mean, all the things that I did, take risks. You know, he, did, he didn't do that, Fozzie. You know, he'll head it, like get himself in position. I mean, wasn't overly like blessed with a lot of pace, but wasn't slow. I mean, always got himself in the correct positions. And, you know, you don't go to play for England in the World Cup. No, if you're, if you're like not a very top, top player, and he yeah. was a top player. So I used to watch Fozzie week in, week out growing up. When we had to have our youth team games on a Saturday and then get back for the games and just watch him and just see how he used to position himself, organize. And so, yeah, it was Ozzy probably who was the, the mentor for me.
0: You said then that earlier, sorry, in the, in the kind of statement before about coming through as an 18, 19 year old, Ray Harford said, We're going to chuck you in, we're going to give you a go. In that era, or maybe nowadays as well, is there a particular position where you think that's easier? Or harder? Do you think being thrown in at centre back is the is the most difficult position? Are you do you understand what I mean? Is it the most difficult no, 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 position to break in and if you, and sustain it?
2: If you speak to a centre forward, you, you mean that like I mean Mick says, there's a lot. I mean, it's the hardest position in the field because I mean, you're playing with your back to goal, which is probably it's probably right because as a centre
0: back. But is it hard to break through as an eighteen year old and keep your position? Because I, I would logically say goalkeeper at that age is probably the hardest. Yeah, really hard. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. I
2: mean, because if you make a mistake more than often, it ends up in the back of the net, doesn't it? So yeah. But I mean, is it
0: was it hard as a centre back compared to your mates around? I mean, you've spoken about other people coming through in your kind of group, and they were in different positions. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't.
2: Um, what's it? What's the word? I wasn't like like I didn't lack confidence. So and and I, and I made many mistakes. So it does not it didn't bother me. I mean, I always would always try to be the best I could be. If I made a mistake, it wouldn't be a case of how that would dwell on my head. So I think in answer to your question, for me, no, I don't think it was It, it was difficult because I don't think I would have had the career I had. I mean, I could have been maybe like six or seven games Marvin tried out, but now it's got to me a little bit. That's a little bit too much for me. And now I've just gone down the leagues or gone out of the game. But I mean, to, to get to play like 400 games for, for Luton, I must have been doing... Something's right, sometimes (laughs) wrong with all those managers coming in, you know. So they all come.
1: You you became a leader and you were, you were, you were a very front foot center. In fact, you were quite a modern center back compared to how people play now, actually. Do you know what I mean? It's like you, you weren't just get it or hoof it or elbow somebody and get it. I mean, you were, you actually played, you played it out. And actually, that's how center backs play now. Did the back pass rule changing help you, Marv?
0: Because it what, kind of made you, it made you kind of run. You didn't have that default, did you anymore?
1: I think he was on oh, one did they leg. Bring a, did, they, did they bring a
0: rule in? Did they? What? Yeah, we weren't I allowed to it. kick the ball back to the keeper. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think
1: he was on one leg by the time the bat passed through. Andrew, he, he he wasn't stringing ten games together in that era. You know, it's like it was, it was, it was, it was <laughs> no, I, I wasn't.
0: I, I was
2: I was coming on for John Louis, and uh, like when Joe got a little bit pissed off with Joe, um, John Louis not like picking up. He's like push me back to left back and push Matthew Taylor up to left midfield and then to right. see the game out.
0: So you yeah, played there probably. for the whole of winter then? Because we didn't <laughs> see John Lewis between the 1st of November and the 31st of February, did we, wherever
1: it was. <laughs> Has
0: anybody picked
1: him in the teams? Has anybody picked that's John the... Lewis?
0: Yeah, a few have. But yeah. I, Who? Oh, have they? Yeah, I think way back right at the start, people, a couple of people did. Just because they were absolute... Yeah. He was an absolute
1: gun player. Yeah, it wasn't 50 games, though, was it? It was about 15 when he's in. I'd say the first three. Oh, I saw the first three. It was amazing, the first three. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. I mean, Orient away and, you know, get talky at home. The brilliant thing about the Torquay at home game is that, as uh, you know, Kev Dearden, who's, a, who's our goalkeeper, as everybody knows, goalkeeper, got a great bloke. We're all sitting around an away game the, at the hotel, players' hotel. And we're talking about that game and then Kevin Dean was in goal for Torquay in that game. I mean, I mean when John Louis Val that you know, it was like obviously he scored two in two successive home games and scored a great game goal away at Orient as well in the middle. But Kev Dearden was in goal when we won five. I think Carl Griffiths got a hat-trick, I think maybe in that game. But, he did. Uh, but 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 Valois scored that goal against Kev Dearden, which is just brilliant. You know, it's like <laughs> Yeah. Did he
0: did he give that information himself? Or did somebody cotton on to it? You know, it's it?
1: like, oh, it's just brilliant information. There's comic gold. that was, you know. And Kev's great, you know, but to be in goal that game, I mean, that, that that you know, he would have ended up in the back of the Kenilworth Road stand with the ball if he tried to stop that.
0: Yes. Fantastic. Well, we've gone through goalkeepers and defence. Yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to pause it here for a short ad break. And then when we come back, we will hear the rest of Rob Stringer's My Best Eleven.
2: Thank you for listening to My Best Eleven Pod. We are currently accepting applications for advertisement and sponsorships. You can reach us at My Pod or My Best Living Pod at gmail.com. Thank you.
0: Welcome back to the second part of my best 11 podcast with Rob Stringer. So far, Jake Finley, Kirk Stevens, Maddie Taylor, Steve Foster and Mal Donaghy in defence. We're going to hand straight over to Mar for Marv's quick fire 60 seconds. Marvin. OK, Rob, favourite of a sport?
1: Uh, well, it was cricket, cricket. Um, but now I've moved to America, I, 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 um, and I've been here like 16 years. I go and watch a lot of baseball. You know, I, oh, I, watch, go, and watch, I go and watch the New York Yankees. Yeah, I mean, I love okay. it. It's I mean, cricket's now. There's a lot of cricket on television now. You can get you know cricket channels, but. Right. But but it's it got it was harder and I and I and I and I really like baseball. I've got season tickets New York Yankees and I love going to baseball.
2: Yeah, you took me actually. We went one time. That was great, wasn't it?
1: Remember? Yeah, it was, yeah I do. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Quick, okay, quick fire, off
2: Quick p- fire, well, sorry, sorry, sorry. VAR, <laughs> VAR, VAR, or no VAR, Rob.
1: Ah. Uh, I think VAR now it's in, uh, you know, I mean, I, I look at some of our games and, you know, sometimes you wish you had it when it goes against you. You're just about VAR. Now Now, now, right. you, now, you've got used to it. Okay.
2: Pelé or Maradona?
1: Pelé. Because when I was a little kid, you had to get that sticker in the 1970 World Cup and it was really hard to get. And you had to trade a lot of Panini stickers, whatever they were called, for Pelé.
0: Are you collecting them?
1: I, I've got all the, I've got the full 70. No, I meant for the
0: 2022 one.
1: Yeah, do you know I've read a piece, Andrew, that, that if you if you get unlucky, it costs you eight hundred and thirty pounds.
0: <laughs> I did see that on the BBC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 830. Andrew, 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 quick fire, sixty seconds. Sorry, Andrew.
1: Marvin. Sorry, sorry, Marvin.
0: Um,
2: Bundesliga, La Liga, or Syria for quality? Which one?
1: Um, probably, probably La Liga. But I, I I prefer to watch the national league than European football.
2: Okay, fish and chips, pie and chips, or pasta.
1: Pasta out in the first round, um, probably pie and chips. I still, I've still got a lot of Cornish pasties in my freezer.
2: Beer, wine or spirit?
1: Um, as you know, Marvin, you've been with me at all my significant birthdays. Um, lager top, okay.
0: The majority of people have said all to that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah lager top, fine.
0: Favourite? Favourite holiday
2: destination?
1: Uh, oh, God. Um Well, England, because I love going back to England. Um, okay. Probably, if I had to pick somewhere, Turks and Caicos. All
2: right, okay. Um, best player you've seen live, with your own eyes, not on TV, but best player you've seen?
1: Uh, I've kind of i seen everybody. So, so I go and watch England a bit as well. Um, oh, I don't know. Um, uh, um, I'll tell you what, I saw Perlow play for New York. And that was Um, like watching, I mean, even though that was in the twilight of his career, that was like watching 10 kids running around a playground and Perlow just orchestrating him. The other 10 players were like, it was sort of irrelevant. He was like a conductor. It was pretty amazing.
2: Best ground you've played or visited,
1: sorry. Best ground I've visited, um, (laughs) Ebbsfleet away. I could park my car right by the goal. That was really good, so. The bit. <laughs> the National League. <laughs> uh, one more, Marvin.
2: <laughs> okay, here's one. I'm interested in this one answer. If you could change one rule about the game, what would it be?
1: Um, I would um penalise players much more harshly for play acting and rolling around and diving and all that kind of stuff. It's so prevalent. I mean, less so in the Championship. It's still there. Premier League. It's like, I think, you know, if pick players do that, I think there's a reason to go a VAR on that and get them off the pitch if they if they're faking something. I can't stand people faking injury. Oh, interesting, <laughs> interesting.
0: So we're going to keep going with your best eleven. So you've gone okay. three midfield. How are you doing mm-hmm. this? Are you doing one holder, well, two forward, or what are you doing?
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> no. That's what I mean. That's why I think we'd win game seven four. Um, no, I've gone two obvious ones and one. I've sort of squeezed into midfield kind of he probably doesn't fit there, but I couldn't leave him out because I love him. So, so two obvious midfielders, one who's probably more an attacking player. And um, as I said, we, we probably have to be three up, you know, quite quickly, probably with this form.
0: So start whichever one you like then.
1: Um, okay. So we'll, we'll get, we'll go, we'll go um, right, center, left. I mean, obviously um, a clue, uh, uh diminutive that, I mean, that's obvious. I, I don't know what that word means. Oh, sorry, Rob. Marvin. It means short. See? Yeah, okay. there you go. Yeah. Opposite of you, Marv. <laughs> no one ever described you as diminutive, Marv. Um, short and played ton of games. Just played over 300 games. For us.
0: play for Andrew. a club who you mentioned earlier on.
1: I mentioned it yet? not mentioned it yet.
0: No, played the club over. who we also play for, Walsall.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what we got. Diminutive.
0: Lovely yeah. Yeah. way of putting it. I don't yeah. think he has got the same ring, diminutive priest, but he might catch on.
1: Yeah, he was a he was a he was a great. He
0: player. was David. He Prince. was. He um, was.
1: What a great player! And, and actually played for us, you know, it, when it was difficult after the you know, the great years in the in the top league, and was still a great player for us after that point. And really, I and mean, you were playing a lot then, Marv. I mean, really yeah. in the in the early nineties, sort of held us together. You know, yeah. it was like he was—he was really our best player in the in the in the in the in the uh, in the early 90s, especially you know when Pleat came back and we had the cup run. You know, I mean, he was—he was incredible, incredible player.
0: Well, he had the kids. Know was he was w- a little bit of like what you said about Pirlo. He had the kids around mm. him running with Oakesy and etc. And Thorpey and Kerry Hughes and Telfer and those boys. I, I know he
2: went to Derby but I'm surprised, like you said, Robbie. He was, I mean, very, in my opinion, very underrated. He didn't go to a big club. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, there might have been bids from bigger clubs because he he could have easily got into one well, a bigger a bigger club and played and fit in their system.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of players in this team. You, I mean, well, I've got. There's three or four that you wonder what would have happened if they'd gone to a top, top team. I mean, you know, and I agree with you, David Priest, definitely that. And and he was like a conductor as well. I mean, he, you know, he was, he, you're right, Andrew, he was calm in, in in amongst, you know, It just he could find that pass, you know, it's like, and I think, you know, obviously goal scorers are at a premium these days, but someone who can play that pass is, is the biggest premium in football now. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously goal scorers are always going to be in demand, but someone who can play that's hard to find those players, really hard to find Midfield players, you can do that, you know. Yeah. So, so, he, I mean, he, he'd obviously.
0: Um, were you director of the club when the club decided to name the David, the, the old family stand, the David Priest stand?
1: Um... Uh, no, I was. I was a vice president then, I think. I mean, that was, I mean, I've met his family, but his family had been back at games. And obviously, it's incredibly tragic, you know, that he died so young, but uh, his family, have, you know, met his daughter's been in the director's box and everything. And it's like, and um, no, I mean, it's a great move, though, isn't it? I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, he, you know, him and, you know, he was he, he did just just too young and 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 you know very very popular at the club anyway. So,
0: yeah, but the family is still in, family is still part of the club and um, yeah, and I think there's
1: there's still a there's still a charity involved with him as well, which I think still goes as well. So, so yeah, I think the club are very reverential towards David Priest, very rever- Excellent, excellent. So, David Priest, who's the next attacking midfielder? Well, the middle one's obvious. I mean, the middle one's the greatest. You know, certainly my area, the greatest player ever played for Leeds. So oh, not
2: everyone, ha- not everyone has him in there, Rob. I'd, I'd have How him in there, that? but yeah. some people have him out on the right. I have him in the yeah, middle yeah. as
1: well. Yeah, you got to have him in the middle because yeah. because you know. No, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm very friendly with Ricky. I mean, uh, it, I mean, I saw his first game against Bristol Rovers, I think '76 maybe. But what a player! I mean, I mean, what a play- I mean. There's a player you want to talk about. What would he have been like playing for Real Madrid, or, or you know, never mind an English team. What would he have been like playing for Barcelona or Real or Madrid,
0: back then, Mar- Marseille or something, something or like Marseille. that? Either. Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. what would he- I mean? You know, I think Pleaty was pretty good about never playing him when scouts came. Now, there was there was that story I think was it, Marv about he used to. <laughs> He didn't use to. If he heard that someone was coming down to see him, he wouldn't play him or something, you know. Yeah. It's like, but what a player! And obviously a little bit unlucky with England because of Hoddle, you know, playing at that time. But what a player! And and everything—power and strength and and you know and vision. But 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 you know, I mean, it was. I, I remember in one of the first. It might have been the Bristol Rovers game, but but he just dribbled the ball for about like forty yards, you know, and and he was seventeen. You know, it's like he was a kid when he played for us, and then I think Pleet sort of rested him for a while to sort of, and you know that questionable rested, rested him to stop someone like Man United getting him or something. But but what a player, and and you know, and the, just a just a, a a great human being. But but mm. I mean, the best player, best player I ever saw play. I mean, I'm sure that people who saw you know the team of the late fifties will say that those England players were great. But from my point of view, the best player that ever played for Lou amazing. Yeah, no, definitely. Would, would you agree? I was about to say, would you agree, Marv? No,
2: no, yeah, I, I agree, yeah. I, I
1: mean, there's, I mean, there's
2: loads of players who have um I've played with at Luton, but like Ricky, I mean, stands out like, like quite a bit. I mean, just like Rob says, I mean, he could he could pass, he could tackle, he could he could run, he could head. He was a great header of the ball. He used to hang yeah. in the air, he used to get up and it just yeah. hangs.
0: Like
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. he had everything, yeah. you know. Do you think, um, Rob, that he? I don't think he did. But do you think he may have, in some fans' eyes, tarnished his reputation with the club with what happened when he came back as manager, and the way that just didn't work? It uh, for whatever reason, yeah. it just didn't work.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I know all about a lot about that era because I was involved in the club. I mean, look, it, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, it, it was. An odd era for the club, for the club, and 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 a bit and a bit sort of topsy turvy with the way the club was run, and and you know, I mean, my my view of that, and I, and I sort of know a lot about the detail of it, was that I wish he'd come back as first team coach. That's what I wish he'd come back as, not as manager, because it was a turbulent time for the club. Just changed ownership, Lenny had just left, and and uh, you know, and and actually, I I wish he'd come back as first team coach to Lenny. That's what I wish had happened, yeah. you know, uh, and 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 I think it would have been great, but but it was it was a complicated time at the club, and um and uh, yeah, I mean, listen, you know, in hindsight, you look back and go, you know, is is it fair that he only had like sixteen or seventeen games? But you know, the fact is, football's brutal, and we weren't playing very well. You know, it's like, and you know, it, 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 but but I, you know, obviously, I wish Ricky had been at the club, you know as long as Marvin, you know, was around, you know, it's like it would have been great if he'd been involved in the club and coaching for a long, long time, you know, that would have been an ideal scenario, but, but it was, um, but, you know, I, that's, that, that's the simplest I can put. I wish he'd been the first team coach and not manager straight away.
0: Yes. Yeah. No, thank you. So Ricky,
1: David, Priest, and... Well, this is squashed in a bit, because really he should be a forward, but I had to put him in the team because I loved him. Have you played was, Mick um, Arford
0: in central midfield?
1: <laughs> yeah. I can't, I, I, I just imagine I'd bump the Mick. Mick would say, what the fuck are you doing putting me in midfield? Um <laughs> No, um, no. I mean, he, this is a player who was elegant and could go past people. And again, this is Matt. I mean, I look. Funny enough, we were talking about this because he's back involved with the club. Um, And... Uh, and um, he scored a lot of goals for the position he played in. He was really a winger. That's all I'll say.
2: Not many of his, not many of his head. But
0: Andrew, you know, he's been on Andrew. You, you know who he is? Yeah. I didn't know he was that heavily back involved with the club. I knew, I know he talked yeah. about, but I didn't realize he was yeah. obviously being oh, being about twenty five thousand k's away. I didn't. <laughs> I don't really yeah. keep keep up with that. But because, some Moss, it... some David Moss. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was, God, he was, I mean, you know, I mean, he scored, so the statistic, he scored 88 goals in 221 games as a winger.
2: Whoa, 88?
1: Yeah, so, which is basically, you know, uh, sort of under one in three games. And he scored, obviously he took penalties. He was a great penalty taker. So that helped. But even so, that's an amazing statistic for a winger to score, you know, basically one in two and a half, every two and a half games. That's pretty mad. And he was that such is. a graceful player. Such a, and really, you know, he was one of the catalysts. I think for us actually going from being a really, big, you know, flair team under, under Pleat to being a really winning team. You know, it's like he he made a he made a real difference. I mean, he was and you know he played a couple of hundred games for us. You know, and uh and and you know, and, and again, he's had a really good career after after uh, after yeah. being at Luton, but. but what a what a graceful player he was. So I know it's a bit of a squash. So as I said, you know, it's like unfortunately, but that's you know, uh, someone's going to have to do a bit of. Matt Taylor's going to have to be a little bit more defensive, probably <laughs> in my lineup. But, uh, but but but. But you're I, right.
0: I mean, you, you, where you sat in the enclosure in that kind of front section of the main stand, yeah. you must have having Mossy and even Ricky Hills, well, to a certain extent, going up and down that flanks. It must have just been amazing to watch.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I mean that that era with with that pleat team when it was on the way up was magical it just was i mean obviously the culmination was the league cup ray harford took us there but really the, the the foundation of that was was pleat's team in the in the in the late 70s i mean it was it was 10 years earlier i mean it was just an exciting team to watch and we scored a lot of goals and um eventually you know we got exactly the blend right to be a to be a proper, you know, a proper old top league team. But that team and going up the league with that team was really exciting, really exciting.
0: So take out cup finals and semis. What was your, what's your
1: favourite game you've ever seen Luton play? Oh, definitely away at Watford. I mean, that's, that's, that was, I mean, I mean, that was, that was amazing. I even went to see that season. I think, well, maybe it's a season after. So I went to see Harlow play at Watford in the Harlow end. That's, you know, it was like that was because because the rival was so mad with Watford. I think it actually it was a bit dicey, actually. I think that we nearly got a good kick in going home from that game. But but But, uh, but no, definitely away at Watford because it was Boxing Day. You know, yeah. and we had a really, you know, we had a great team. We were really, we were a really good team then as well. But, you know, that winning score in the last minute, magic, man, just magic. And remember tumbling down about 25 terraces, you know, when we scored. That was amazing. Amazing. Fantastic. And your favourite
0: memory, while we're on memories, your favourite memory of Marvin. What, What's the best game you've seen Marvin play? Marvin, humble time.
2: It, well, it, it, Rob's going to be sarcastic. There wasn't that many.
1: No, I'm not <laughs> gonna say that. Not gonna say I'm that. I'm
2: joking. No. I'm joking.
1: I did make a reference to Marvin at my birthday a few weeks ago, that because he came to my birthday and he, and I said he paid 465 games. It wasn't all great, you know. It was like, <laughs> you know, but but um, I I remember because I remember we we talked about it a bit. I remember sitting on those seats when he scored against Ipswich. That was great, four three, and Marvin tearing away and like everybody trying to catch him. That was. <laughs> that was really really great and actually the weird thing is when I got involved in the club the first time and Marvin uh, played when we won the league two when league two Marvin you know he made a reference to that early he made a real difference being in the last 15 games of his experience and coming on and making sure that we got shored up and I think that you would I mean, you know that period of you know you were I think you've been injured a bit Marv haven't you but you were really mm. sort of you were really like it, really showed your experience coming on and making sure that we got settled and everything. So, I remember yeah. you vividly from that period, and also because I knew you a bit then as well. You know, things
0: so. start to go really dicey for a little bit. Didn't we get pumped 5 1 by Mansfield, or am I, was that a difference?
1: I think that's it. We did lose, we got pumped by Roman. somebody. I remember seeing Bruce the players at, Pope,
0: at Pope's Meadow, yeah, on a Sunday, and they were being absolutely flogged.
1: By the man, no, I don't think by that's the same. No, it's I mean, a different era. It, I think. Yeah, I think that's that was the late forties. That one, Andrew. I think um, <laughs> like, um, we did we did lose we did lose at Bristol Rovers, and 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 and, and I know that basically Joe slung about five players out of the team after that. I won't name any names, but I remember I, I went to that game. It was down at the Memorial Stadium, and we got really—they were much better than us. And then after that, we went on a really good run. Yeah. After Mar- Marvin will name them. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Those players. Just dreading, I'm just dreading that Marvin was actually in the team. That's what I'm dreading. Well, you dreading me. Marvin was one of those? I might. I might. Yeah. I might.
0: I might. <laughs> I, I might, I, I
2: might I, actually, I, if it's the game that Rob's on about, I think I was. I think we we played a free back, and I think it was myself, Boise and someone else, and. I had a Russ parrot dis- Would it
0: Russ Perrett, Maybe.
1: My, no, I have to Google no. that. I mean, I, 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 think I if it's it, the you know, game
2: I'm thinking, I had I had a little bit of a disagreement with Mick after the game in the dressing room, and and it was like it got a bit heated, actually.
1: Did it? Yeah. Yeah. You backed yeah. down very fast, player? Player. Marvin. Marvin, uh, who was who was the midfield player? Adam, somebody played in midfield. Adam, um, Lock. Lock. Adam Lock. Yeah. Lock. That's right. He played. He got a lot of stick, didn't he? I, I seem to remember. Right. That was a, Adam Locke, Chris Wilmot. That was a that era, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, it was. yeah. Lockies. I mean, you know, I mean, I, 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 just, I mean, we won the league. I think that we we came second anyway. I mean, it was like you know we played well after that, but that, but, but, but we were we were very, very poor. That you know, very, very poor. And I, and you know, and then you thought perhaps we're in for a really tough, perhaps we're in for a really tough season. You know, but but as it turned out, you know, we 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 um. <sighs> I'm pretty sure the transfer deadline wasn't then. So I think we got in two or three players. Maybe that's when we got in. After that, we got in Valwar, Marv, and all that stuff. Maybe know.
0: it might have been. Might that, have yeah, because the transfer window it used to be end or middle of March, didn't it? Yeah. But you could go, all. it was nothing. There was not like it is now when well, it's two little gaps. But anyway, yeah. we have digressed again. Yeah, but um, Rob, and, Andrew,
2: Andrew, just before you go, I've I, never actually found that. Rob, what position did you play then? What was you when you was growing up? Player
1: wise, what do you play? Big growth dynamo is I played left back in that we won beat scouts in the Aylesbury under 12s final, played left back. Um, and then I sort of graduated a bit as I got older to center half, and 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 I could edit Marvel, you know, it wasn't you know, I could edit, so that was that was you know, that was and then I played football until I was 30, something I played for a team that played in the a sort of London Music Business League on a Sunday mornings, and I played I played center half, and so okay fearful of me marv in that area oh, so, and you yeah. still get out now a bit of five aside no but... i did my cruciates i mean you know being a sunday league player i did i did my cruciate i did my cruciate twice playing playing football so I've had, I've had about five knee operations so i mean i don't want to get any carried away about that was any you know was that good but but the fact is that i did that i did my knee twice and uh and i've had like cartilage operations so that so if it wouldn't eight,
0: been for that, you'd have been four. playing for Luton and may United yeah. by now.
1: Yeah, yeah, that had been for that. Yeah, I was. But the Ellsbury under 12s was good enough for me. And <laughs> that was
0: enough. Excellent. And you said that it was it was that coach that took you to your first Luton game. Luton um, game. Yeah,
1: and he was a young lad. He was a great. He was a great coach as well. But he was a young guy. He wasn't like. An, an older guy he was like he was he was probably in his 20s and i think he took about eight or nine of us and my one of my best friends who i still go to the games with now who i've known since i was four we all went at the same time in 1973 you know all of us it was you know it was, it, i think there was like so in fact i was on the phone to two of them on um on my birthday which was we lost i mean marvin came around and watched the game when we lost it we lost at home to um uh, Preston, right? Preston. That that was? Yeah. Yeah, Preston. Preston. Yeah, Preston. Yeah, lost over to Preston a couple of weeks ago, and um, and I phoned them, and two of them were on their way home from the game, and they were asking what game we went to the day before the Aylesbury Under Twelves final, and I, I remember it. How sad is that? We beat because we beat Preston four uh, two, and we stood in the Kenilworth Road in nineteen seventy three promotion season. We beat Preston four two, and I believe just to show what a train spotter I am. But I think Bobby Charlton was the manager of Preston at that, that day. Yeah, good train spot. And they, were like, of course, they're laughing at me going, how on earth do you remember that? And I goes, I don't remember anything about most of the last 20 years, but I remember 1973 like it was yesterday, you know. So, so you know, uh, if he,
2: if he had taken you to Arsenal, would, then Arsenal would have been your team, Rob, then, is that?
1: Yeah, or well, God forbid he'd been a Watford fan. I mean, you know, because, <laughs> because you know, it's like El- Ellsbury's in between Mm. Watford, Oxford, and Luton really could have been, you know, obviously I'd have preferred to support Oxford than Watford, but, but, but it's, uh, but, but no, it was, it was, he just took us to games. We went on a Keith's coach from Ellsbury bus station for 27p. You know, so, so, uh, so bargain, you know. So there was was a lot of us went and the goalkeeper that, in that game, and my mate John and and another guy, Alan, yeah, they were at the Preston game three weeks ago. So
0: (laughs) fantastic. So up front, we have got three people up front.
1: Well, the two are obvious, and and one probably reasonably obvious. Pretty much the same mirror kind of. Um, we, I mean, again, formation wise, I'm I'm struggling in terms of putting this on a board in the dressing room, Andrew. People are going to be saying, "Is that a, is that a formation? or Is that just a bunch of really great players?" But are you
0: walking front- in Ted Lasso style? <laughs>
1: I'm walking in Ted Lasso style exactly. I'm going to yeah exactly. Um, so so uh, the first one, um, I mean, an easy tip. What's an easy tip? Uh, another Charlton player came from Charlton, like Paul Elliott.
2: He go to Liverpool. He play for Liverpool. He did. Tottenham. Yeah. Mr. Paul yeah.
1: Walsh. That's right. I mean, his first cut, his first cutler games for us were, were, you know, I mean, he was unbelievable. I mean, I think he scored, did he score? He maybe scored a hat-trick or maybe it was two against Swansea when, that was the season when we just stayed up you know, and he was unbelievable. And he was a kid. I mean, I think he was like, wasn't he 19, Marv or something? He was
2: 19, you know, because we spoke about it when he was, was he's played, he's like in the England squad, Rob, at 19, like in the full England squad,
1: like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was unbelievable. I mean, he had pace. He had you, you couldn't get the ball off him. Was that? I mean, he was he was he was unbel- unbelievable player. I mean, again, I looked it up. He played eighty games for us and twenty five goals. So he didn't play that long. He basically played, I think, I guess, two seasons really, two seasons a bit. But but what, what was you
2: surprised though, Rob, did that he, that Charlotte let him go? How good he was for for, for, yeah, for I mean, such was,
1: a young. Hundred and fifty, grandmother. You know, I mean, you know, and we we got Paul Elliott from Charlton as well because I think Charlton was was that was a was a was a sort of um, was a great a great. I mean, Nico came from that area, didn't he, as well from 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 Charlton, and so did yeah. um and uh, you know the, the John Terry was that south, you know, the, that right. south area, and and obviously they produced great footballers because he was a he was a oh god, what I mean, he everybody always thinks, and I, I think he talks about it a lot because obviously he's a, he's a commentator now. He should have played. I mean, he should have been better. I mean, he, he should have done, you know, he should have been one of the best players England's ever had. Right. But, but but he was, what a player. I mean, he, he was great for us. Paul Walsh. Yeah. So, next to Paul Walsh. Um, and that's easy. I mean, that's easy. I mean, I couldn't leave him out. I mean, I love him as a human being.
0: You literally I, couldn't leave him out because you're worried about couldn't. going
1: to the Luton game? Literally, that's one of the reasons I couldn't leave him out because he just gave me that look. He wouldn't actually say anything. He'd just look at me. He'd just he'd get his glasses and look at me like that. But but, but again, I mean, he's one of my favourite people in the world, and the, obviously he's a legend. But you've got to put you've got to have him as a centre forward. You've got to have him as
0: yeah, definitely. Did he go up in your eyes after the dodgy goal he scored to keep us up
1: <laughs> against Darwin. Everyone says that. yeah. And I said, did
0: he go up? He admitted he did it. On purpose. When, when did he admit? I've never. I've never read I've, I've, never I've heard read this. That. I've read it somewhere. See,
2: you've read it. You've not heard it come through the big man's uh, lips, have you?
0: Okay.
1: Uh, I tell you what. I do like him even more than that. For that. Well, that's amazing. But when he, when, when loads of Watford players are doing that daft, they do that fly thing <laughs> and they're upside down. And he and he, he, stamped, he stamps on them. <laughs> they're just absolutely brilliant. You know, it's like. <laughs> just brilliant i mean listen he is everything you could ever possibly hope for from a human being and a and funny and 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 noses i mean obviously we all i mean all of us on this podcast and everybody who's listening i'm sure there's not any single person who doesn't love me and he listen never mind what a great human being he is he was an incredible what a touch touch technically I mean, I'm sure you saw it every day, Marv. What a touch as well. Technically great. No, for a big player with all that strength and, and, and power, technically yeah. really good as well, you know, so. Yeah. Really, really I'm
0: going to throw, throw a difficult question to you, Marv. Who was the hardest player, Luton player, you ever had to defend against in training?
2: Oh, I mean, you're better off asking them that question because I used to be as a striker, as an attack.
0: All the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I'm <laughs> the goal not, doesn't say that, Marv. The goal teller huh? doesn't say that. Dan Potts <laughs> has got more goals than you scored, Marv.
0: <laughs> you looked that up this morning, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> has he really?
1: Uh, has he, has he got I'm not right listening man? to that, Andrew. How many goals did you score for Luton? Ten. Ten? You played 450 <laughs> games.
2: But, Rob, I mean, listen, I, I was employed to stop. Anything Those, those think ten bonuses... That's ten bonuses. I mean, that was that was out of my job description scoring them goals, but like I enjoyed it. I loved it. I loved, loved attacking. Now, I mean,
0: back to Andrew's question. I mean, if we were playing, um... he scored ten goals. By the way, See? I just looked it up. Yeah, Dan yeah, Potts. We no, were... da- no, no, damn pots.
1: So he's level with. Oh Marv. yeah,
0: he's level yes. with me. See, Rob, he's level with you. But he's Mark. still playing, yeah. though, isn't he? In one hundred and seventy. Yeah. In one hundred and seventy. In one
1: hundred and seventy games, Marv, not four hundred and sixty.
2: I know, but like, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure, Rob. If he gets to 20 goals, let's say he gets to 20 goals, right? Miss. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure he's hoping that he's going to play more than 400 odd games. He might even play 300 that's games. Who knows? I'll take true. the games Rob, above the goals.
1: Look yeah. at your goals ratio, Marv. You never went up for corners. That's what it looks like for me. Is so. it? Sorry, Marv. Right, but I
0: was <laughs> asking about. I was asking about who, because uh, we're talking about McArthur here. So, um. Was Mick the toughest player you trained against?
2: No, I was going to say in like when you used to, what do you call it? Like play reserves versus first team, and obviously I'm growing up and I'm playing against the first team. Yes, Mick would be like, but Mick wouldn't like play like he was playing in like on a on a weekend. So it would still leave it a little bit on you sort of thing, as as we used to say. But he wouldn't be like going hell for leather in a game. So Mick would definitely be one of those ones who, if the ball's in the air. You I mean, you'd be like going up like with like a like, little bit like <laughs> on his wall, sort of like turning away sort of thing. But I mean <laughs> Mick, yeah.
0: Mick, not Howie then.
2: Howie what well, Howie was like, I mean, howie, oh. howie you could have you can have a little bit of Howie and it'd give as good as you get, you know, Howie. We wouldn't no Mick you mentioned Mick and I'm I'm sure like the likes of Martin Keown who's a a tough tough player he would those sort of defenders we didn't mention mix probably one of the toughest players they've played against Uh, he gets
1: mentioned on commentaries quite a lot by players Lee Dixon uh, Lee Dixon was on commentary here and he said he made some reference in an Arsenal game. And then, you know, about five minutes later, Mick Arford just walloped him. You know, it <laughs> like it, it, it's like, it's, I mean, literally, it's funny. Lee Dixon was funny talking about him. And I think they asked him a sort of similar question. He said, no, no, I, and I made a mistake of being a bit cocky in a, in a game which Mick Arford was playing in, which was funny, really funny. <laughs> so, Paul Walsh, Mick Arford. And uh, sorry, I mean, I mean, sorry, I mean, just to mention, on you know, if I was allowed a Ben, I would have Howie as the backup. You know, I mean, I loved watching Howie. love, he, he was, he was, he yes. was amazing for us. And you know, he was, he would be, you know, he he was an old fashioned center for as well. But but the other forward is obvious too. Sorry, I'm I'm not I'm, I'm obvious, but hopefully people <laughs> understand why the other the other forward who played four hundred odd games for us, Paul shalito that's who it is. Paul, listen, we're not going. You're not going to get me under Andrew. Players who didn't play quite as well for us. And my worst eleven. I wouldn't want to do that podcast. Did he even actually. play a game? Yes,
0: he did. did he, was, he? He did. I don't think he, he played a full wrong. game.
1: Maybe not a full game. I mean, he literally. Yeah, I, no, I don't think he did. He got and injured he after to... about
0: three seconds.
1: That's your favourite era of the club, Marvin. The Blackwell era. That's your biggest. That's your favourite era, isn't it? That era. That's like, you love that era. Big happy, yes. happy times, right? Happy happy times in the Kevin Blackwell era. Happy happy um, times, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> no, I it's probably you know. I mean, I mean, actually, Andrew, we had a, th- a few players like that in that in that in that squad who didn't play very much. I not think who else. Yeah, there was that, 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 that was, when he brought in a lot of play. He, he, what what he did is he brought in a lot of old pros, didn't he? That's what he did, you know. And they and who they else did he bring? In? Oh, Chris Perry was good. Chris Perry's right. Well. There was someone else as well. There was a, a full-back he brought in from... Oh! Kimball. Or was that, was that Joe brought in Kimball? Uh, Joe John brought in that. Uh, yeah. I brought think Kimball was, was good. Yeah, he didn't play very... There was someone else who didn't play very much in that same, in that same team. I can't remember who it was. Anyway, let's best forget the Blackwell era. There Marvin. We've <laughs> <laughs> move gone
0: move on swiftly. So we've gone Bruno Sting.
1: We have. Yeah. yeah. And again, you know, playing... Remember seeing his first games. And you know, I mean, I think there was a bit of a concern at the beginning, right in the first 10 games, that Brian might be a bit lightweight, because obviously he was, you know, it was there wasn't, you know, it was, it was like a it was like a you know a feather a little bit. But then after about 10 games, he settled in and he was phenomenal. And you know, obviously he had a great partnership with Mick, but also I remember him playing with Bob Hatton, and he was great with Bob Hatton as well, you know, when he first started playing, like 76, I guess, 77. I mean he was great with that and he was what a player he was and again another player like Ricky that that you wonder you know I mean he played in our most successful team you know of 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 the last 40 50 years but you know he he, he played for England but he you know was he good enough to play again at a top european level because he had everything he had pace and he had skill and you know he could ghost past people and he was what a player he was. And you know, again, uh, you know, I know Brian from his time at the club afterwards, and you know, uh, uh, you know, a humble guy. And and, and 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 look at the like Marvin said about Steve Foster, the humility of some of these players is unbelievable, in my opinion. Same with Mick, mm-hmm. you know, Ricky. That, that that they were humble people. You know, it's yeah. like that's the club that, was, you know. looking at that team,
2: Rob. That's a top team you've picked there. I mean, that if we put these teams to go out and play against other looting teams, that's a good. No, I mean more than a good team.
1: That's a top Luton team you bet. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and also, I mean, I mean, you know, played a ton of games for us. I mean, you know, Steenie over four hundred, Ricky over four hundred, preci over three hundred. You know, I mean, it, 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 it's, it, you know, it's this. These players. You, the reason I picked these players also is because you saw them a lot. I mean, I saw, right? You know, Brian, I saw for fifteen years playing for yeah. us or whatever it was. You know, and and he was. He was. It was. It was like. It was part of your part of the fabric of your life because you saw him play every every week for yeah. for fifteen years. Which is They're ballers.
0: A, the whole team's ballers. They yeah, really yeah.
1: are. Yeah. Yeah. Which you is know, what Luna and, and, are. Yeah, and and personality-wise, I mean, you know, that team was Ricky knows. Uh, sorry, as Marvin knows because he was around them. You know, it's like you know what more would you want to learn from, from Ricky or Brian Steen or like Marvin said, Steve Foster, you know, right? It's like incredible, really. So, I mean, even though I like that, you know, I, I, you know, there are, you know, we've got some players at the moment who are fantastic and, you know, I've, I've been lucky enough to see some of these players develop over uh, close and at Luton, um, you know, that, that team to my mind sort of picks itself with possibly the exception of the, of the left back where, there was a couple of choices, but I went with Matty Taylor. But, but the, the rest, the rest of the team. If I'm allowed one, can I have a sub as well? Because in the old <laughs> days, if I have one sub. The sub would be that we'd be seven three up in the, in halfway through the second half. I'd bring Brian Horton on just to just to make Brian it. Brian, yeah. you're
0: talking about <laughs> stairs. I'm surprised you were not worried about the stair from him from not picking him.
1: Yeah, you yeah. spoke
0: about that. Who you spoke about it, Marv and yeah. who else really you spoke about it? The knobby stair.
2: Um, Rob Johnson
0: <laughs> Rob yeah. Johnson
2: yes <laughs> he said like I mean he'd make a mistake and they'd, and he'd just feel them staring at him with the glare and then the game will still be going on for two minutes and he'll still feel him looking at and staring at him still after like two or three minutes of the, of the mistake he just made
1: so fantastic, fantastic. But the, you, I mean you gotta, when you get those players they are I mean like Alan McCormack was a bit like that you know I think very quite quite similar and everything you wouldn't again you wouldn't want Alan McCormack following you around the pitch you know it's like <laughs> you know same thing you know it's like that and, I, and actually Nico was a bit like that too you know yes. like, so so you know the, the that that stuff is you know you want one of those players so you know maybe maybe if we were you know maybe maybe Brian would play you know some of the games and and but that, that team is Pretty hard to be, and as I said, you know, it, it, it's, you know, I think actually the second eleven would be much harder to pick, much oh. much harder to pick, because then you've got, you know, you've got really good at, you know, you've got Mitchell Thomas, who when he started playing for Loom was amazing, this Marvin knows, you know. um Emerson Boyce, who was a Boyce, yeah. great athlete, you know, and and Thorpey and, 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 and Embridge, Scotty Oakes, Scotty Oakes, Kerry Hughes, who, you know Roy Wegley, Lowe's Elstrom Roy Wegley, Lars and Lars. one for the one for the uh, the previous era, because my first era, as I said, was 73, 74. I loved Peter Anderson, who was a who was a goal scoring midfield player. Who could? Who was a number? was like a number four, but but really was a was a great attacking midfield player. I scored, scored lots of goals in my first season. So the second eleven, I'd really struggle to get an eleven against eleven if it was a training pitch. But what about the the, the
2: what about the footers? Were they? The, did you see them? Wrong? I've got
1: was them, up? Marvin. I was being generous to you because I put you in right. as a backup for uh, Mal, <laughs> but I also a Paul Footcher. So oh, I uh, heard he was. I heard. I mean, I did. Hit, I mean, he he I, was, he I heard he,
2: he was an unbelievable player. I mean,
1: I mean that's I guess before your time, Andrew. He was like, we got him, and he was like, he was, he looked like he was going to be Bobby Moore, and Mm -hmm. and then and then I think probably maybe he went to the wrong club at the time, was he went to Man City, and uh, I don't know at the time, but the fact is he was incredible, and his brother was a pretty good forward as well, Ron. But Paul Footcher was was like so. Like a proper Bobby Moore, elegant centre back, you know. So, so yeah, I, I had him written down as well. But yeah, I think the second 11 would be harder to pick than the first 11. But
2: well, what about the, the manager then? Who's who, what manager are you picking then to lead this? Oh, God. Team?
1: That's, you had to get that in there, Martin. You had to make it controversial right at the end. Okay. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to hedge my bets. pleaty has got to be the manager because that's Plea's team principally. Got to be the manager. And I'll have Nathan as first team. Is that right? Oh, okay. How smooth, how smooth, how, how, um, how ambassador is it? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, because,
2: because you knew, you knew I was going to ask the question. That's why he's yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, he yeah. had the answer.
1: That's Pleat, that's Pleat his team. But, yeah. but obviously, you know, um, I love what Nathan's doing at the club and, you know, to get us where we are along with, you know, with, uh, with Mick being in that interim period as well. I mean, it's like, you know, this is incredibly exciting time for the club. It's just, it's exciting to come back a long way. And, you know, and, and I think, touch wood you know we're at the very least an established championship team now and I think that's
0: um just to explain a bit about what you do um because a lot of the fans obviously know you as a director um what what's the part of your what's the major part Luton fans just there, so know about you what you do I, in your role as a I, Luton director
2: I, Andrew see I, I was too I was too close to him I, I forgot we were recording this I, I mean I was just thought we we're just just chatting I mean I that's you're right I'm sorry go on you, you've asked the question
1: Thank God we've got one professional broadcaster on now. <laughs> um uh, That's yeah, you no, by no the way, different. not me.
0: I've
1: worked I've worked I've worked for the same company 30, 37 years now, Andrew. You know, so you know it's so, all you know, I I grew up in a town which had music as part of the culture of the town with Ellsbury Friars, and I saw every great artist of that era play at Fries and I worked there as a as a junior security. And, and and a lot of people from elsby went into the music business you know and it's like and it's not coincidental it's because of that club and because the guy who ran it Dave stops had a record store in town and had a club that so I I had the best education never mind o levels and all that I had the best education of, I had a musical education because of living in Elsbury and um so that's what I wanted to do you know it was like you know Marvin was lucky to be a live out his dreams and be a professional football player. You know, it's like I was. I think from the age of fourteen, I was wanted to work with you know bands and work with music and and just been very lucky to do that. And how I got here is you know a, a series of accidents and whatever you know kind of because because it was really my passion for for music that, that 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 was prevalent when I left school and went to college and then and then started literally straight after college at the company I'm at now you know so so i think that that um you know i don't ever think it's anything but a a privilege to you know be like someone working with great sports people every day i work with great musicians every day and it's a massive privilege i don't ever underestimate that fact and and um and i've got to where i am by by hopefully by by respecting that that privilege you know
0: yeah and your role at Luton um, is that something that uh, what what what's your role in Luton in terms of the, the director role there? Because obviously you're in well, the states, so you can't be as hands-on as other directors. No,
1: but 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 it's a, I mean, you know, Gary Gary does a very good job at making it close knit. You know, and 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 that they, they you know the other directors have been there a while before. I mean, I was a director briefly in the early two thousands, and then. You know, I kind of stopped because it was just, it wasn't right for me to be involved at that, that time. And then you
0: didn't want to build a Grand Prix track over the top of. Yeah.
1: John Gurney phoned me. I thought that was time to lose. Um But, <laughs> but, um, but, 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 you know, the, these directors, the, the, the other guys, you know, formed 2020 and really deserve all the credit because they got us out when we were in, um, when we were in that difficult period of of, of post uh, the points deductions. And and then they asked me that I was a vice president for a long time. Um, I'm sort of friendly with all of them. We're a very close knit group. Every one of them, you know, I think it's quite working class and blue collar. Everyone's a proper supporter. There's not anybody who isn't really. Um, and, um, and it's a close knit group and we're all passionate Luton fans and no one really tries to be, you know, sort of overpowering about, control um we trust nathan we trust gary obviously um and and as i said i think it's a close-knit bunch of people you know and and it's a it's honestly you know you it's tough when you lose but but at the moment for the most part the last five years it's been an utter joy to be to be involved it's just fantastic you know and you know it's it's complicated to some degree because as everyone knows we haven't got the the finances and the and the uh and the, the capability with with only ten thousand people being in the ground every week to to do some of the things, but in some ways it doesn't matter because I think that what we've crafted is we found a a manager uh, uh, and a, and a setup with you know with Nathan and Mick and and then Paul Hart and now Chris Cohen and Alan, but we found a setup that that suits who we are, you know, yeah. and 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 we get the best out of people, and uh, I think that's credit to. To 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 Nathan and Gary and and David Wilkinson and the and the and the rest of the board who who were there before me because they're you know there's a culture at the club there genuinely is a culture at the club and Marvin's been through probably several cultures and some cultures have been brilliant and some not so great and this is a really good culture I'm very proud of of how we are principled and we are and we are um and we are sort of um true to what the club's roots are and the town and. The community, and, and I'm very proud of what. Also, not just what we do on the field, but what we represent as a club. Because there's some clubs that that I've been to in the last few years, and and you know they don't have that attitude and that culture. And I think we're, I think what we have is very unique. I really, really believe that. I'm not just saying that because I'm involved. I, I, I think the fans feel that too. You know.
0: No, I do. I definitely agree. Definitely
2: agree. The um, so final question, then. Oh, go go to Andrew's got another one. Rob, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, Derby, the Derby. I mean, when once the ones that they got back into the league, I'm thinking. I mean, that that was the first the, the the two games I was looking for because I mean, when are they again? I forgot now. Yeah, Shoot. well,
1: the the, the the Watford away is is towards the end of October. I mean, I mean, it's weird because we played Watford away during the pandemic period and there was no one there and it was a bit of a damn squid the game I don't think it will be like that this time um, no. and I actually went to the Luton home game because directors could go to those games which was obviously mad there was only 10 of us in the stadium and it you know we and it was quite when we beat Watford at home it was yeah it was it wasn't anywhere near as good as if everybody'd been in there but it was still pretty good did you I give Andre remember
0: Gray Watford some Watford. abuse
1: yeah I did it's great actually because the <laughs> Watford player came off and and I really was like because he was, he he, he kicked um, a water, like a water cooler. And he was really annoyed. And I was like waving at him and he was getting more annoyed. And I thought he was going to come up from the, from because the, the dugout was in the terraces. I thought he was going to come up from the terraces into the director's box because he was so annoyed. And obviously, yeah, you're right. Because I like Andre Gray, obviously, you know, and, and I've, I've met Andre a few times and I like him, but I didn't like that that bad once he did. And it was great when it was just allowed. So I was actually at that game. But no, I'll I'll be back for the Watford home game. No, be, I mean April Fool's good. Day. April Fool's Day, that's right. It's gonna Ooh. be amazing.
0: Yes, yeah. um, I want to say thank you so much um, on behalf of myself and Mar for coming on. Yes, um, thank you, Rob. Fantastic to hear um, your Luton team, your journey, and your passion and love for the club. Um, so that was Rob Stringer's my best eleven.
1: Thank you, guys.